Uh, we are here. <laughs> you ain't got to think about a darn thing. It is right here, right now. How you doing, Brandon Stoker? <laughs> I'm doing great, Nate. Yeah. How about this? Yeah, I know, put the right? two heavyweights together today. Former teammates. There we go. Bam. I love your headphones. I just can't get over those things. Those are, like, they actually work. They do. They do. They They're work. Really good. They work. They are like air traffic controller headphones. They are, um, never seen anything like it. <laughs> never seen anything like it. Uh, hey, thank you so much for, for joining the show today. Fired up, man. Yeah. They, um, Zach is taking a Snokely day. Oh, that's what he calls it. When I I didn't show up one time when it snowed, and it was the bomb cyclone. Remember the bomb cyclone a few <laughs> I do, years ago? I do. Yeah, I didn't show up for work that day. I'm like, I, there's just no chance. I'm not going to do it. And then he makes fun of me about it every single time it snows that I'm going to take a. And he called it a snowkly day. So he's taking one of those today. It seems. Well, well, we got the reliever though. Yeah, I'm gonna be here all three hours with you. Love it. Um, so when I moved here from California, man, like I had never been around snow, and so the first time it did snow and I was here, I was like, wow. And I ran outside and I was like doing snow angels and stuff like that. Did you really? I, <laughs> I did, and I love it, man. I love the snow. You you grew up in Louisiana, uh huh? Did, did it snow there at all? Like I don't know. Nah, not like, really. Is there like a little a hill or a little mountain that got snow? No, not really. I mean, like it would snow once every you know ten years. It seems like once every five years, and it would just usually be like a little dusting. Right. And then you went to Baltimore. Baltimore. And then that was obviously snows. A lot of snow. Yeah. A lot of snow. Baltimore. Then Indy. And then here. So, so I, everywhere you've gone. Yes, it's been snow. It's Seattle. You were in Seattle for a minute. I was in Seattle for about four or five months. Is that it? That was it. Yeah. What did you think of Seattle? as a Rain. Yeah. Uh, it was beautiful at the beginning. Yeah. Beautiful. Great place. And then, you know, it's just overcast and that, that drizzle that you would get. Uh, but I, I enjoyed that city. I, I really did. But early on, it was, a, it was a great place. Have you become, like, you're good with snow now? You I'm love it, it, man. Do you love it? Do you I like do it? I love it. Do you ski? I snowboard. You snowboard? Yeah. Oh, so I have a snowboard in. <laughs> well, there's. You a, came at me like I'm not a skier. I'm a snowboarder. Put some respect on it. It's very different. Is it? It is. It's I know it's different. Big. One's a board and the other one's two skis. I don't know, skis, but there's like but a, there's like. Is a, there like beef there, between the snowboarders there, and the and the skiers? There is. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. skiers don't like skiers don't like snowboarders. Snowboarders don't like skiers. You'd be on a snowboard going right down the mountain, and skiers going back and forth, doing the side to side, and then bam, and you'd crash in with a skier who doesn't see you coming from behind is going so slow across the mountain, right? Mm. And then That's it, like me. That's me. You're the skier? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm on the green. So I'm on the green. I'm, I'm cruising. That's it. Just cruising. Have you Just, tried snowboarding? No. No. <laughs> it looks very hard. It, it, it's hard. So I grew up in California, and I had a skateboard as a kid, so... That kind of standing sideways. Skate or die, dude. Skate. Dude, there was this place, there was this store called Ghost Skate in San Jose. We used to go all the time. It had every little, you know, accessory you could want for your skateboards. And we'd go there and get stickers and put them on your skateboard. Yeah. And my buddy, stickers. my buddy's dad built a half pipe in his backyard. And then the little air ramps that you put on the sidewalk. I was so scared to go down the um, the ramp. I just never could get myself to do it. Yeah. Did you, tr you? So you thought about doing some skateboarding? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I had. I just skate around, you know, the the neighborhood. Right. Well, then but, you're ready but, for the snowboard. But no, 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 no. It's a different. And skis a different are more animal. dangerous though because your 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 feet aren't. They're they're on two different planks, and so when you get squirrely, you could tear up your knees. You could like 
you know, but snowboarding, you like to me, like if you hit something bad, you're going on your shoulder. Yeah, it's more of a thud. Right. Whereas skis, you, your feet could be going different ways. That's why I just them. cruise. I just cruise. Grind, right? cruise. You, you don't have a need for speed, though? Year. Year. No, dude. No. no, that's not me. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need a, I don't, I'm not an adrenaline junkie. Like, I don't need that okay. to get me going. Yeah. Um, snowboarding, like, I don't know, this one was six or seven years ago. I, I had a pretty gnarly head injury snowboarding. Where I hit the back and of my head. You want me to do it? <laughs> well, I was, no, do it. I'm telling you, it's it's safer. You're telling me it's safer, and now you're talking about your head injury. That I was you being an idiot. I don't need any more head injuries. You know? Okay, good point. Yeah. But you know the little skate park things that you go down. Like I don't know if you've been to a a, a mountain where they have like this one run where there's just a bunch of tricks, like rails and little a rail or the ice. Did but, they have to give you get you on one of those little like ambulance no. things that they the dogs like have to paddle down or no, something? Like? No, I kind of laid there for a minute. So Ch- I was with Charlie Adams. He was down there. At Shout the out, Charlie! Shout out, Charlie! And he was just kind of watching me. And I, it took me a minute to get to my feet. But then I got back on the snowboard. And I rode down to him. He's like, "You are you are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine, man. Um, let's keep going." So we get to the bottom of the hill. He's like, "Do you want to keep going or stop?" I'm like, "Let's keep going." And he looked at me. He's like, "Nah, let's we stop. should stop." And at that point, things started to get weird. Like, uh, I didn't really know where I was. And we went into a Starbucks, apparently, and I kept asking him the same three questions in a row. Like, what, did you see what happened? And he would tell me. I'd be like, how long ago did it happen? And he would tell me. And then I'd be like, what have we been doing since then? And he'd tell me. And then I'd be like, hmm. So did you see what happened? Mm. So then, and then, and then I'm like, and what are we doing now? He's like, we're in Starbucks. And I'm like, don't lie. time. But I'm like, don't lie. We're not in Starbucks. So what happened after? So he took me to the hospital. Oh. And I, got a, and I got a CAT scan, and everything was okay, but I had a pretty severe concussion. Like, I went home and, you know, was sitting in a dark room for, like, three days, man. I couldn't even watch not TV. Fun. No. Concussions aren't fun. No, not at all. Did you have a lot of them when you played? A few of them, yeah. Yeah? Too many. Yeah. Yeah. Any lingering stuff? I mean. Normal. You tell me. <laughs> no, you seem I like think I'm normal, but I, think I don't know. Incredibly normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you're able to sit up here with Zach every day for three uh, I, hours, exactly, and compose your thoughts. I, that's 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 very difficult thing to do. And uh, I'm going to try to do my best, Zach, today. I don't know. Look, that's not no, easy. we don't you want know. Zach today. We want Nate. <laughs> we want we want uh, nasty Jack. Jack nasty. Jack nasty. Jack nasty. All right, I'm going to give you Jack nasty. That's what we want today. Yeah, but uh, I want your thoughts on a, on a, a lot of Broncos. Nah, I wouldn't say breaking news going on, but we got, got, some, you. got some good stuff yeah, today, right? Yeah, we do. I mean, there's a, a new coach added to the staff um, and connected to a name you guys are going to like. I mean, there's no way around it. There's a certain name that when you hear that name, Broncos country gets excited. I'm going to share that with you next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Brandon Stokely, Nathaniel Hackett failed as the Broncos head coach. And one of the reasons he failed, we're finding out, is his coaching staff wasn't up to the challenge. Some of the guys on that staff weren't good at coaching football or at least didn't find a way to make this team better. And a lot of the criticism levied against Nathaniel Hackett was he brought in a bunch of first-timers, guys who uh, had never done it before, didn't have a lot of experience, were his buddies. And when things fell apart, it was easy to point to the inexperience of the coaching staff um, as a reason. Now, fast forward to now. Denver Broncos head coach Sean Payton has taken over, and 
his own words, he's going to be slow to hire, quick to fire. Um, and he has Is that what he said? Yeah, he did. Huh? Yeah. Did he really? Slow to hire, quick to hire. Wait, slow to hire, quick to fire. Wow. Yeah. He said that at Radio Row. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're I mean, like, hey, yeah. Why not? <laughs> right? I mean, I guess what he means is I'm going to take my time figuring it out, but once once I know that you suck, you're gone. Yeah. I'm that's not exactly what he means. Right? I can help you out there. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, because, you know, you, you those guys have to be held accountable for their players and how those guys perform. And if you're not getting it done, right, then um, guess what? You got to go. Like, there's a standard. And it's about winning, and it's about your guys executing. So um, I like that. You don't usually hear coaches say that, though. Yeah. And Jerry Rosberg came in here, and he did that, right, in the two weeks he was here. Uh, Coach Stukes and Coach offensive line coach Butch Berry. Yes. Clearly we're not doing a good job. Maybe they were because Melvin Gordon talked at the Super Bowl, talked about some some coaches on the staff that made things awkward around the building. They were super negative. You know, and Melvin was making some mistakes, clearly. Clearly. But he talked about looking over his shoulder, afraid to make the next mistake, afraid of what the coaches, he didn't mention any names, but how they would react to a mistake. Well, I think, look, you know, just hitting on that real quick, I I think that's part of it. Like, you have to be scared and nervous and about making mistakes. I I think that's what it should be a little bit, right? I don't want someone making mistakes and not – fearing any kind of consequences, I think you should feel that way. At the same time, I don't want you to be um, fear failure. Right. Right? So I think it's a fine line to walk there between, you know, like, hey, it's okay. You don't want to pat everybody on the back when they're screwing up over and over again. But at the same time, you want guys to be able to just go out there and play. People are going to make mistakes. Right. So I think that's a fine line to walk there from from a coaching perspective. Yeah, you want your players to play free. You don't want them to be – Think it too much, but you also want them to understand there's consequences when you screw up. Yes, right. The, the, oh, what is that saying? Over, uh, over promise, under de- no, under promise, no, over, over analysis, over paralysis, paralysis something by like. analysis. Yes, there you go. yes, okay. yes. Look okay, how yeah. we got there, right, man. Was on the second segment. We're on <laughs> simpatico here. That's it. All right. So yes. Sean Payton has said that he's going to be slow to hire, and he has been. But he has he has put a couple coaches in place. He has hired. Former Saints assistant, offensive uh, coach, Declan Doyle as the tight end coach. Okay. Yep. Um, the uh, he, he rounded out the offensive line. He's, he signed a former former player on his staff as yes. the offensive line coach. What's the guy's name? Zach Streif. Streif. That's right. Zach Streif. And then today we find out that he's added another coach. Now this is to his quality control. Offensive quality control, Logan Kilgore. Arch Manning's offensive coordinator in 2022 and current Arkansas State tight end coach is joining Sean Payton's staff in Denver. You know anything about Logan Kilgore? I uh, actually met him when I was down in New Orleans uh, for the Final Four a year ago. Uh, so um, I got a chance to meet him and, and, and talk with him a little bit. Uh, so that's all. That's all I really know. Um, obviously, I think uh, it's safe to assume that he's probably a pretty bright guy if he's, um, you know, signed off on by some of the Mannings to kind of be Arch's offensive coordinator. Yeah. You follow me yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah. To get, in that posi- on that? yeah. <laughs> to get in that position in the first place. Right. He was probably well vetted. Right. Right. And I get it. Some people say high school coach, but those guys, you, you look at high school coaches and college coaches and some of the stuff that they scheme up and how they think about offenses. 
I think that's a that's a good thing. So uh, I think this guy's probably well qualified, and he's going to be a. Do you say is it a, a is he going to be the quality control guy? Yeah, here? yeah, assistant offensive coach. Yeah, quality control. Perfect. Learning so that, the ropes, right? Yeah, yeah I, I I I I like the guy, and I think he probably um, is a good coach considering where he came from and how he got that job. Yeah, we think about some of the quality control offensive assistants in the past who've ended up being great NFL head coaches, right? Mike McDaniel and um, Sean McVay and, and Kyle Shanahan. And, you got to uh, start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, so that's usually where you start. But you got to start underneath the right coach. That's right. Right? That's a big deal. Yeah, and, and Sean Payton is that coach. I mean, he's got a track record of it, 16 years in New Orleans. But are you concerned at all that the coordinators, for example, are not taking shape faster? Not offensively. Not at all. I mean, this is Sean Payton's show, right? Yeah. I mean, he's the offensive coordinator. Right. Really. He's going to be putting in this offense. He's going to be leading the game planning and all that stuff, right? So whoever the offensive coordinator is is going to be taking uh, their direction from Sean Payton. So I, that, that doesn't bother me really at all right now. I think whoever they get um, is going to be pretty much title only offensive coordinator, right? I mean, he's not calling the plays. Sean Payton's doing all that, right? Right. Yeah, so, I mean, and Chad, so I, it doesn't bother me offensively. You? No, it doesn't. And Chad and I were talking about, like, Eric Bieniemy. Like, why doesn't he get – that wouldn't work, right? Sean Payton's not going to bring in a guy like Eric Bieniemy to run his offense. No. Wouldn't you think? No. It'd be a guy like Sean knows, Sean can mold, Sean can maybe – Exactly. Because Sean's going to be calling the plays. Yes. And so his offense coordinator will be installing those plays. Yes. So he has to be familiar with Sean Payton's offense. Right. And I had that situation in Baltimore – my um, when I was in Baltimore, Brian Billick came over from Minnesota. He was the offense coordinator there. Came over. Now he's a head coach, and he hired Matt Cavanaugh. Matt Cavanaugh played football for a long time, quarterback. He's the one with the Patriots that was like doing the snow thing when they were kicking the field goal. Remember? Right, 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 that was right. him. Um, <laughs> and claim to fame. Yes. So he was our quarterback coach, but labeled offensive coordinator. And, you know, Brian had to teach him the offense. Right. And Brian was heavily involved in installing the offense early on until he felt like everything was good. And then he kind of turned it over to Matt Cavanaugh to install and do those day-to-day things. And so that's probably what you would see here. And to an extent, Mike Shanahan would do that as well, right? He was kind of the architect of the offense. Obviously, Gary Kubiak uh, knew it like the back of his hand, too. And he was the one installing it and calling the plays in the game. But Mike would... I guess be on the headset as well and be like certainly vetoing a play if he didn't like it, but ultimately giving that responsibility to Coob. But but um, but Sean Payton, we don't really know. Like we've heard what Ronald Curry is a name, right? Right. Any other names out there? <sighs> Haven't no. Um, uh, uh, Joe Lombardi. Oh, Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi, who was with the Chargers, right. I believe. Yeah. Um, this yep. past year as their coordinator, he was with Sean Payton with the Saints. Yep. That's a name that we've heard. Um, so. Both of those guys have been with Sean Payton, and they they both know his system. So, what is his system anyway? I mean, if you could describe it, I don't know. I don't know exactly what his. I think it's, it's evolved like the and West changed. Coast system. I think it's evolved and changed uh, to where when he had a, a Deuce McAllister and a Reggie Bush to more of a you know Michael Thomas and a wide open Alvin Kamara and more of a wide open passing game. So, I think it's evolved and changed. I, I don't know. If there's like one thing that you can point to and say this is his system, right. I, I I don't know if you can do that. Um, but defensively, for me, that's more of a concern here. Yeah, uh, looking at who he hires because 
that guy's going to be kind of running that show over there. So, I, you know, we hear of a Rex Ryan. You hear some other names being floated out there. I would prefer a guy with experience, but, you know, we had Ejiro Evero last year yep. with no experience really being a defensive coordinator. He did a really good job. So I'm a little bit nervous, though, that it's taken as long as it's taken. How about you defense, on the defensive side of the yeah, football? Yeah, the defensive side, same, man. I mean, this is a good defense. This is a defense that played pretty well last year considering how bad the offense played. And, you know, Vic Fangio was running that defense prior to Ujiro Evero, and I think gave these defensive players a very good foundation. Like, you know, Vic Fangio, and you know, he was a consultant for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. How'd that that work really out? Work out mm-hmm. right? Should have kept that quiet. <laughs> right. I mean, it comes out like the day before the game or I the know. day of the game. Is that, is that the Fangio curse right there? I think it's, I, yeah. I mean, that's not that's not good look. Not, and they played and awful. We saw and that. they played awful. We saw that here, huh? Like like that kind of style of like, bend, 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 bend. You broke. Right. You lost. You right. can't make the big stop. Don't at the make end any there. plays. Right. Like it's just a more of a conservative, not a playmaking defense, not an attacking style defense. And that's what you saw. And Patrick Mahomes picked him apart. Yeah. Um but I think Vic Fangio is a is a teacher of fundamentals and gap responsibility and the technical stuff of, of a defense is very good and can create a good foundation. I think that's what we saw a couple years ago. He created that foundation. Ijiro Evero came in and was able to take it sort of to the next level, um, not like the stratosphere, but able to improve a little bit upon that Vic Fangio defense. And so I'd like to see a defensive coordinator who could come in and improve upon that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's obvious. Yeah, but like... I mean, we all want that. Who's that going to be, What though? I mean is to continue the same system, the same sort of oh, fundamental... Oh, same I, system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because these players know that system. And and Rex Ryan is a 3-4 guy. You know, yeah. the, you got a 4-3 defense, you got a 3-4 defense, and obviously it's much different. It's different personnel. So, okay, I, I got what you're saying, that you want to keep that consistency. Well, at least Rex Ryan would be the background of a 3-4 defensive guy. Yeah. Right? So, what do you just... Thoughts on Rex Ryan overall? Would you like that hire? Would you not stay away from him? He's been out of the game too long. Where you at with Rex? Sexy Rexy. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, you know, big personality, right? He's gonna get his guys to to get after the quarterback, get that, get after their ass, and high energy and stuff like that. But such a contrast to the last guy, Ejiro Evero, that I would be concerned that you know, will these guys respond to him? Everyone always loves Rex Ryan, though. Yeah, right. Just yeah. because he's a guy that. You know, he don't give a you-know-what. We're going to get the quarterback. We're attacking-style defense. Let's You know, I mean, we saw him on hard knocks. I mean, that's just his personality. Guys like that. Yeah. Guys like playing for that guy. Yeah, and you know what? If you're talking about the, the other guys that are on, you know, available, he's got way more experience than anybody. He's been around this game his whole life. I wouldn't mind Rex Ryan here. Or would you rather go with a young, more inexperienced guy? I mean, what what, what do you prefer right now? I'll tell you that next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Look at you, Cam, just welcoming me in. Whoa, I don't... You don't know this song? No. This is Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh. No Surrender. And, and Kevin, the, the, the steel trap mind that he has, uh-huh. remember this is one of my favorite songs. This is yeah. You're I like never, what? I, what is this, this noise? Is weird. This is. I mean, Bone Thugs and Harmony. They yeah. had some good hits. Yeah, this was from their first album. This is not one of them. It was not a single. No, this was yeah, I, full I, of bad I, words. I can tell why? It's not a, 
But it's an energetic song that'll pump it you up. It doesn't sound like it. Uh, putting me to sleep. What? Really? Yeah, in a trance. Yeah. No. No surrender. No surrender. Thanks, Kev. All right. So before the break, you asked me a question, Brandon Stokely. Yeah. You said, forgot what it was, but I'll do you remember? You. Okay, good. Uh, good. You asked me if I'd be comfortable with Rex Ryan, an old head, a guy who's been around the block, but has who has been out of the game for a while, um, versus a younger up-and-coming coach. And I thought about it. I went to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I thought about it. And I want a young coach. You want a young coach? I do. Inexperienced young coach. Inexperienced. You don't care. Why? Well, well first off, <laughs> Sean Payne has to believe in him and see something in him. Sure. But I'm just looking at this defensive unit and the way they responded to a young coach last year. Okay. Ijiro Evero got the best out of these guys. Understated guy, not a rah-rah guy. Um, we don't know how he was in meetings. But he was able to get these guys to play pretty darn well in a tumultuous season. Yes, he did. And so seems like they stuck together and they kept playing hard. Uh, didn't hear too many or too much grumbling. Is that, nope. Is that a word? Grumbling. Grumbling is grumbling. A word. Like from the from the defensive side of the football because the offense just stunk and wasn't doing anything, and the defense was playing pretty good all year. And that's that usually comes from up above. Comes from the coaches, right? He was able to keep them on the right track, get them to perform at a pretty high level, and he did it in an understated way, you know. And I think that look. With the personalities, the big like personalities that we got and the guys who are going to suck up a lot of air like Russell Wilson and like Sean Payton even, would Rex Ryan be too much of that? Um, and do we I don't need, think so. You don't think? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I, I've been, I was around Rex in Baltimore. He was a yeah. uh, linebacker coach, and then he went to be the defensive coordinator. And I think, um, and I want to get the rest of your thoughts there. I'd cut you off, but I no, think because no, no. I was around him, I, I, I think that especially now more than ever, uh, he it, if he takes a job, he wants to get back into coaching, right? Yeah, and he knows his role, and so I don't think it would be an issue of him maybe trying to be too much in the spotlight or anything like that. I don't think that would be an issue at all. What about just being away from the game for that long? Now I know that these guys watch film and they're on top of the game. They're watching all the different games and they're, and they're analyzing it and watching the all twenty two and stuff, but. Does the game pass you by when you're not there in the locker room with the guys on the day-to-day grind? That's a that's a good question, and that's a real question. It, it, that, that's why if you're Sean Payton, you gotta, you know, that's why the interview is important. You yeah. know, how do you see this? What would you do here? What's your philosophy? What's your style? Um, how have you changed from when you left the game? Things like that, right? You, you need to be answered. But I think that's a that's a real question, and that's a big concern. Has the game kind of passed him by? Because the game has changed a lot in the last five, six, seven years since he's been out of it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Especially for a guy who, who hunts the quarterback. Right. Right. I mean, can you really hunt the quarterback anymore? Not like you used to be able to. Obviously, I, getting after the quarterback is still right. a, a, an important philosophy, but um, well, the, the, does the way they protect the quarterback and the way they view the oh, quarterback change the way a defensive coordinator goes about his job? I don't think so. I think you coach your guys up to to do it the right way, but you still want to hit the quarterback as much as possible. You still can bring pressure. You still can bring blitzes. You still can disguise things and be aggressive coordinator. I don't want our coordinator just being that guy that's like, all right, you know, every game we're going to be coming out here and being ultra-aggressive. I think it depends on the situation. I don't want that coordinator that just is overly aggressive all the time. I don't think that's a good thing. I think you pick and choose when to be aggressive. And um, so I I don't – and I – 
I don't think Rex Ryan would be that guy either. You know, like some quarterbacks, it's not good to bring the house and bring a lot of pressure on. So, um, I don't know. I mean, how, how do you how do you view that? Yeah, I think that um, if you're out of the game for that long, there is going to be an element of probably getting back in the swing of things. You know, learning what I'm curve. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Um, you know. John Gruden, how long was he in the media when he before he went back to the Raiders? I think that's a, while. a, a decent comp, yeah, right? That but, is. I didn't think about that a while. And he didn't really have success with the Raiders. Dick Vermeil took a lot of time off. He did didn't. a lot of crying, took time off, and then came back. And but he won a Super Bowl after he came back. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But he yeah. took time off. Yeah, Gruden was 10 years off. So, yeah, and then he came back. And, well, maybe Gruden would have rounded into form if he was given more time. If he wasn't. Oh, oh he's got some dirt back there, right? A little dirty. <laughs> a little dirty. A little dirty. So, what are your thoughts on the experience factor? Well, do, do you do you feel... I would prefer it. Some experience on yeah, that. Yeah, I would prefer it. Even though Sean Payton has the experience at head yeah. coach? Because he's going to be more offensive, and I, I want him focusing more offensive. Yeah. Uh, on the offensive side of the football. Got a lot of fix over there, right? I mean, we got a lot to get corrected. Right. So I want the majority of his attention being on that side of the football. And as, and I, I kind of want our defensive coordinator to be like, okay, this is an adult over here. He's a grown-up. He's going to handle the defensive side of the football. And obviously Sean Payton will, will play a role in that also. But just I, I, he doesn't need to play a big role in that. So I, I prefer a guy with experience. There's not many of them out there, though. Doesn't seem like it. No, there are with not. a lot of experience right now. So Wade Phillips, that's, that's uh, in Wade like in the XFL, like a head yeah. coach over there saying yeah. that ship sailed. Yeah, it's 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 gone. It was a great run, great couple runs, whatever. Knuckles, we're all good. <laughs> uh, he did a great job, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, the ship sailed there. How about this? How about this, real quick? I was talking to Zach yesterday. I, my, I, I have a big concern with this defense taking the step back regardless of who the coordinator is. I would agree. I would is, agree. Is concern for you then? I Absolutely. Mean, Absolutely. They've I mean, been the backbone of this team for, it seems like, years, like the strength of the team. Yep. And we kind of become accustomed and expected them just to go out there and play really good football to great football and really carry this football team. And that's kind of been the norm around here. But I'm I'm concerned that that might take a big step back. Why do you think it will take a big step back? Because because you talked about Sean Payton coming in and going to be focusing his attention on the offense, right? And trying to fix the offense. But that's why Nathaniel Hack was also brought in here to fix the offense, and it was yeah. and it was all about Russ, right? It was all about Russ. And he maybe did. Did you think it's possible to put too much attention on one side to the point where it isn't successful because you're overanalyzing everything and and you got to back off a little bit and let these guys play? I don't, I don't think so. I, I think, look, offensively, it was just because Nathaniel Hackett was just in over his head. Mm. You know, just didn't have a grasp of what it took to be a head coach. Sean Payton does. He's been there and done that. Uh, so that's not really a concern uh, for me. I just I just defensively, you look at the group and you say, oh, okay, well, what is it going to look like? Who's going to be the guys getting after the quarterback? Randy that's, that's a pretty important Position, right? Yeah. I mean, our pass rushers are getting pressure on the quarterback. And I look at it, and, you know, Vaughn has been gone now a couple years, and Bradley Chubb is gone now, and we're kind of starting over, and Randy Gregory can't stay healthy. Yeah. He can't stay healthy. Yeah. And then you look at the other guys. We drafted Nick Benito in the second round. He didn't show much at all last year. 
Uh, Baron Browning, I like him. Potential. He's not great against the run, and he has an injury history. Jonathan Cooper, I was hoping he would take a step forward. So, like, that to me is a huge concern that if if a couple things go wrong at that position, you're, you're in bad, bad shape, and we don't even know what's going on with Draymond Jones and his contract and what that looks like. So there's just, for me, um, a lot of question marks there about how to get after the quarterback and get pressure on the quarterback. And if you can't get pressure on the quarterback, I don't care who your secondary is. Right. Yep. So that to me is just a concern looking forward that I'm not predicting it, but I'm saying let's be a little bit cautious here with our defense. And it's funny how that went from a, a position of 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 riches. Right. To a position of need. So much that overnight we traded Malik Reed. Training camp. Yeah, we don't need Malik wow, Reed. Smarter than you look. Wow. Zach, Zach would have been like, oh, let me, I'll tell you next. Like, I got to think about it, right? Like, you actually hit it right. Wow. We could have used Malik Reed. Some right? knuckle, man. I'm on right. top of it, man. But that was the thing. We, yeah. we excess of riches here, yeah. so we can trade a guy like the dream killer, Malik Reed, yeah. and get a seventh round draft, whatever, for him, right? Because we have so many talented pass rushers. Then all of a sudden, a year later, you look around like, ooh. Could have used Malik. Right. Yeah. Can we have him back? Yeah. And Randy Gregory, not panning out. Bradley Chubb, he's gone. Obviously, we're happy for with what we got in uh, in place of Bradley Chubb. If yes. you want to say, you know, we got Sean Payton for Bradley Chubb with that pick. But Bradley Chubb was a good player. He was a, he was a consistent, every down type of player. And I don't know if you saw that play he made at the end of that playoff game, that strip sack, to give the, the Dolphins the ball back and, uh, you know potential to make a play to win the game. They weren't able to do that, but Bradley Chubb is a good football player. they got to find a way to replace those guys. All right, there's a certain media outlet, guys, that's in town and running with a story that Garrett Bowles is on the trading block. Any truth to that rumor? We'll do that next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Well, we're discussing some really important stuff around here. Namely, I'm looking across from me, and Stokely's got some some candies going with some sour patch kids, and he's got a hundred grand there. Yeah, and we're talking about how hundred grand's an underrated candy. It is. Yeah, and uh, Kistner came in, and he's a three musketeers guy. First thing he said was three musketeers. That's that that I, that, I like three musketeers. Well, I would that put be it at the, the first top thing? Of the, to come? No, no, absolutely not. It's just all nougat. There's nothing to it but the nougat. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, but I like it, but it wouldn't. It's not at the top of the list. Like who says? And then he says he's not a candy guy. I'd I call candy guy. BS on yeah. that. Right? <laughs> okay. What have you I ever mean, seen me eat candy? Yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we just started working together not that long ago, though. So, and you could be. You could have something under the table. Right. Exactly. I'm not watching you all the time. I yeah. got. I got nothing. Yeah. Okay. You got nothing but nougat <laughs> over there. Um. Talk to me about this trade. Yeah, so what's going on there? Well, there's there's people talking. Stoke. Yeah. They're, well, they're they're tweeting. Oh, the thumbs are talking. Oh, okay. The thumbs are talking. Uh huh. And uh, I don't know if it's just internet clout chasing or you know an attempt to bolster your followers or whatever it is, but the name Garrett Bowles was thrown out yesterday on Twitter and it got some traction as a potential uh, a potential trade candidate of the Denver Broncos. What do you think when you hear that name thrown around? Because Garrett Bowles has been, I mean, whatever your thoughts on Garrett Bowles, probably the the stalwart on that line, the most reliable player on that offensive line. He got an injury this year, but several pretty good years in a row. 
What do you think about Garrett Bowles on the block? I think it's crazy. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Why? Why would you? Why would you do that? He is. Um, your best offensive lineman. Yep. I know he's not perfect, but he is you're still your best offensive lineman. Yeah. Okay, so that's first and foremost. Okay, secondly, I think you look at okay, who, you, who do you have someone to replace him? No. No. But the idea is that, you know, like I was talking about this on, on the Players Club, George Payton, he likes having darts to throw at the board. Yeah. Bing. Yeah, okay, we all like darts. He's the dart guy, yeah. right? Like he wants as many shots as he sure. can. He won an award from his from his fellow GMs for the best draft of twenty twenty one or whatever. It was. Yeah, how's yeah, that he draft looking now? <laughs> well, then there's well, Javante yeah. Williams, pretty good. Yeah, Quinn Miners, pretty pretty decent. Yeah, Pat Sertan, pretty darn good. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Baron Browning, solid, pretty good back end of yeah. the draft. Okay, guy. Yeah, draft still looking pretty good then. Yeah. What about the the following draft, last year's draft? No, is, that, is that aged no. as well? No, no, not right now. I mean, you like to give it a little while, but no, it doesn't look very good right, right. now. Right. I mean, your first pick in the second round was Nick Benito. Mm. And that he wasn't didn't do very anything. Needed. Now we'll we'll see we'll see how it ages this year. Right, I give him a couple years. So, um, look, so you don't have a replacement. I, I get, you want darts, but so you're going to draft a guy that you don't even know if he can play at this level. I mean. And, okay, what kind of darts would you get for Garrett Bowles? Then if we're talking about darts, like are you getting a third round? Or are you getting a, you're not getting a first rounder. Let's stop that there. There's no chance on second rounder. Maybe. But Bowles is hurt, too. So that's right. the other part and here. He can't be traded while and he's the, hurt. And the, and the equation here is he's hurt. So when are you going to trade him to get the dart? Is he going to be healthy by training camp? Right. Didn't he tear his ACL? I think he broke a bone in his leg. Either way, he's still rehabbing. Yeah. He's still okay. going through that process, and nobody's going to trade for him while Maybe he's... Maybe we get an update on Bowles' yeah, injury, think, what it was. So, the three musketeers right, there. Here he goes. Yeah, see? Look, that's why he's not paying attention. He had his head down. Right. He had his hand Mouth over. Full yeah. of nougat. What right. are you doing over there? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, he yeah, picks yeah, up yeah. paper yeah, and a pen. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, God. Oh, do, working hard. Look, so he's injured. You're not going to get a great return for him. And... Then you're going to have to find someone to replace him. So, like, we've been looking for a right tackle for years. Right. Okay? And I get it. Bowles isn't the best left tackle, but he's not the worst. Like, he's a solid left tackle. Okay? And you want to try to replace that? Really? You have enough to do here. So the thought of trading Garrett Bowles is absolutely ridiculous. And 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 just to mention that to me is dumb. It's just dumb. Like, why? Yes, like, why? I can't. Like, someone has to give give me a reason why, and I'll be like, oh, okay, all right, I missed that. But none of these reasons add up to training your starting left tackle, Garrett Bowles. Do you have anything for me, Nate? Well, okay, here, I'll give you Chad Brown's argument this morning. Okay. Okay, so how would you rate Garrett Bowles on a 1 to 10 scale or whatever? Eight, How would I seven. rate him? Yeah, just yeah, give it a sure. number. Whatever. Sure, like a seven-ish. Give it a seven, right? Sometimes say, it's a nine, sometimes it's a five. So we'll do the median. <laughs> right. We'll go seven. Right. So let's say you trade him. Let's yes. say you get a couple picks. And then you get... You can't just throw over a couple picks. What are we going to a second and a fourth rounder or something like that. See, I don't think you would get that much. Yeah. I, I don't think you would get that much for a guy coming off of an injury... Um, that's making a decent salary, I would assume. But okay, let for for 
playing the game's sake, I'll say okay. Let's just play the game. Okay. <laughs> I want, so, I'm going to play the game. We'll get these two picks. Yes. And use those two picks to get guys who are sixes and fives and sixes instead. Does, does having more guys who are playing just a little, not quite as good as Garrett Bowles, but saves you some money, gives you some more depth, would that end up even and out in the end? Sounds cute. Sounds fun. <laughs> Sounds like fantasy football to me. That's what I would have told Chad. Like, you can't guarantee me you're going to get a five or six. Right. You're drafting an unknown. And, you know, you're talking about you're, you're not drafting this unknown, a top five unknown, top five pick in the draft. Like, okay, you're really close to the dartboard. Right. Follow me? Yeah. You, you start getting further away mm. from the dartboard when you yeah. go to the fourth round. Yeah. It becomes harder to hit that bullseye. But so, you got George Payton, man. No, 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 no. Don't tell me that. I, 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 and George, I don't trust right now. Mm. Okay, I like George. He's got to prove it this year. But I'm not in George. I don't trust right now. Okay, that's where I'm at. I, 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 he's made some bad moves around here. Okay, so like you're telling me we're going to draft a fourth round tackle? Do, do we know that fourth round tackle is going to be a six? If we do, then okay, then then it's fine. But we don't know that. We might draft a bust, a complete a guy that can't play. And those guys usually don't play right away. They don't just step in at left tackle and we're like ready to go. Unless you're kind talking, of an important position. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're talking about a top ten pick. Are we trying to improve this offense? Oh yeah. From year to year? Oh yeah. Do you do that with a rookie left tackle that you don't know anything about if he can play the NFL game? Well, Seattle had two rookie tackles this year. They did. Yeah. They did. So there is a when did they pick that first one? Uh, a little bit higher than yeah, exactly. What, what yes, you get with they they did. They absolutely did. I think he was around the tenth pick, fifteenth pick of the draft, like in between ten and fifteen, maybe a little bit earlier than that. So, but we're we're talking about second round guy here, right? And so, um, and I think they were in rebuild mode over there, and they, and it worked out well for them. Those guys played played decent. I don't think that's a recipe to follow here because we are in win now mode. And I are think we? They, uh, yes. That's what we're trying to do. Right. That's what we're trying. I mean, we're trying to fix this offense. We're trying to win now. We're not rebuilding is, is my my point. So trading Garrett Bowles is um, it's just crazy. I just asinine, I guess. Is that a, is that a right word for it? It's is great. That, can I say it's that? It's a great word. You can yeah. and you um, did. And I just, you, you did it right. I did. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I just think it's just dumb. I mean, like just the thought of putting that out there is, is ridiculous. And I, I say 0% chance that that happens. You go through this scenario – Right? I mean, yeah. why would you do that? He's the best offensive lineman you have. Exactly. And But there is no doubt that the Broncos have not a lot of draft capital, and they have a guy running the show in George Payton who wants more draft picks. So is there somebody else on this roster who you would be okay with trading and you think might be on the block? That's next.